Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast helping women in their me now years create habits and routines to live fit, fearless, and fabulous. In today's episode and for the entire month of November, we are exploring Ayurveda and how the principles of Ayurveda can help us navigate not just November, but the entire fall season. By the end of this episode, I'm hoping that you are inspired to examine your relationship with your fall food choices, to notice the foods that are nourishing, grounding, and balancing, and as important, the ones that may be contributing to your feelings of fatigue, unbalance, or just feeling off. Food is medicine, and we are a chemical soup. There is no other month of the year or season of the year that I feel this chemical soup more. So our serotonin, our feel-good chemical, our melatonin, our sleep inducer, our dopamine, which I love to call my joy jolter, and many, many others, all affected by light, so the time change for sure, the temperature change, and the weather change. So there is lots going on right now. So if you're feeling this, you are not alone. So let's dive in. And let's balance the vata of this season. The elements of vata are air and space. In nature, the coolness, the wind, the dryness, the darkness, all being expressed in our bodies right now. So please check out my show notes for a link to a dosha quiz that also gives you excellent information about Ayurveda in general and doshas specifically. So if you do that quiz or any other quizzes, actually, it's just fun to do other quizzes online as well because they all have a little bit of a different flavor. But in general, you will see the number that comes up highest for you most often. So if Vata is your highest number, you may be a little or a lot unbalanced in the fall season. So what do you do? I'm going to narrow this down because this could be an awful long episode, but I'm going to narrow it down to three main areas. Add more cooked, roasted, and warm foods and meals to combat the coolness of the season and to ground. Add more creamy and oily, again to combat dryness. And third, sweet, which is a taste out of the six Ayurvedic tastes of sweet, salty, sour, pungent, bitter, and astringent. Sweet is more balancing and in the fall, yay. I'm also going to add, not necessarily as a fourth, but grounding spices that can be added to all of these, to the top three, to what you're cooking and roasting. Also what you're adding that is making the texture creamy and oily. All of that comes together. And I just like to sprinkle these top three with some grounding spices. 
So we are going to get specific about this though. To make room for what you're adding into your diet in the fall season, it's also helpful to know what to eat less of. So I'm going to bring that into the discussion as well. So let's start with breakfast or your first meal or beverage of the day because there's been lots of shifting. And I think actually COVID's been part of this a little bit as well, being at home more perhaps and just everything shifting a little bit. So you may have, let's say, two meals of the day as opposed to the breakfast, lunch, dinner description. So however this works for you, just feed it in (laughs) to your schedule, your system right now. But I'm going to start with the first thing that we put in our body in the morning and hopefully it is water it may not be that might be something that you are still working on and i'll tell you water has been a work in progress for me for many years and i still have to be vigilant about it i am still writing it in my planner that's how much uh, well how important i think water is but how much still it is a little bit Oh, no, no, not a little bit. It is a struggle for me because it's not natural that I crave water. So in the morning, if you normally have a cool glass of water, just simply change it up to a warm, a hot glass of water even with lemon. So you have the warming of the lemon and you have the temperature of the water, whether it's warm or hot, but just moving from room temperature or cool water to warm and just notice because even I would say across the board not just Ayurveda but the suggestions from doctors of naturopathic medicine and people in the health field will recommend starting with water and lemon is highly recommended but there are some let's say caveats around that that first of all just the least amount of lemon that you need to notice a difference and to enjoy it. And another suggestion is to have your water and lemon actually with a straw. So if you have any concerns around your teeth as well. So I always like to mention that when I talk about lemon and water starting off your day. So during the rest of the day, in terms of water, I'm going to say, you can perhaps switch up your normal water intake to warm herbal teas, hot herbal teas, and just notice. You may actually end up increasing your water because you have a habit of finishing a certain amount and you have it in a water bottle or in a jug. So if you add a little bit of extra water through warm herbal teas, that's a benefit. If you are literally keeping track of your water and you're gonna take some water out and you're gonna make it into a tea, then that is fantastic as well. The only thing I'm suggesting is that you're playing with the temperature to notice how that affects you, especially if you get that transition right now where you have that bone chilling feeling and your shoulders are up at your ears and you can't get warm. And that tends to be more so sometimes in the fall than it is in the winter as we're getting used to the temperature drop. So you can put in these other principles of Ayurveda when you have your herbal teas. So you can add cinnamon, you can add honey for sweetness, you can add ginger for the heat. You can have simply a honey, ginger, cinnamon tea and just notice. Notice how that feels at different times of the day at one o'clock or at 11 o'clock or later in the day. 
Also noticing into the evening again, very specific with teas and water, how it fits into your sleep. So it's all an exploration. But herbal teas or just teas are an amazing way to add the warmth, to add the grounding, to add the sweetness. You're just, well, you know me, I'm a habit stacker. So that just checked off lots of boxes. I'm going to move from our water into a smoothie. You may be a smoothie person. And if a smoothie is working for you, let's say it could be frozen berries, it could be ice even in there, you like that combination. And if that is working for you and you are just moving through the fall season, you're not cool, it's all good, then I'm not saying change it up. But if you are curious, and if you are wondering, can there be a difference for you in the fall season, changing your morning smoothie to, let's say, a oatmeal, a quinoa, a warming, a grounding grain, adding some sweetness, kind of bananas or berries or figs or dates, a sprinkle of cinnamon. You may have some flaxseed or chia seeds in there. Again, more grounding and with nuts and seeds, like holy habit stacking. And in terms of your habits and routines, that is a change from making a smoothie. So that has to be factored in as well. Sometimes you're thinking, well, I might just make this the night before. I might put it in a cooker the night before. I might do mason jars. It depends. And it's also interesting to look at the whole ritual part of this, right? Very different to be making oatmeal and adding the spices and stirring in things compared to, again, making a smoothie. Just a different feeling, different aromas, different actions. And then again, the temperature, all of your senses being drawn in, noticing. And if you're saying, oh, I don't like oatmeal. <laughs> you can start your first meal of the day can be a soup. Another interesting one that comes up as a alternative to smoothies is something like a pumpkin spice latte with chia seeds. And you can make any concoction, anything you can think of really, because the combinations now are endless in terms of having our carbohydrates and our proteins and our good fat and you're just playing with the other elements. And yes, it does take some time. So if you're heading out the door to go to work, I'm saying play with this on the weekend. Play with this on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, just thinking, okay, I'm gonna change this up a little bit and I'm going to notice. And then as you play with it, then it perhaps will be easily integrated into your day. So again, that first meal of the, of the day can be a soup. It can be a full hearty bean chickpea soup. It could be a roasted squash soup. But think again, warmth, think sweetness, think oily, creamy, all of that and notice how you feel. And that moves us into lunch again that we are contemplating switching from let's say a cold raw salad. I'm going to again come back to the fact though, if that salad is working for you, if you make that salad ahead of time, if you make that salad two or three days ahead of time, then don't change what's working for you. Now, if you simply wanna add a warming soup, that's fantastic. Very often, I'm not about totally changing up 
things because again it's not just about the ingredients and the the principles but it's about our routines and if it's hard for us to do then we're not going to do it so what is the easiest change or easy easiest addition or the easiest thing to let go of that you might notice a difference so you might just add a soup to your salad you might play with a warm roasted vegetable salad vegetable pasta salad so from an ayurvedic perspective lunch should be suggested to be our biggest meal of the day because because between 10 and 2 our digestion is the strongest and i would say this fits more so for me in the fall winter too i would say but more so this time than let's say the spring and the summer. So it's a great time to dive into this principle. So definitely warm, perhaps the larger meal compared to your dinner. And this works really well if you are only having two meals a day. So you've kind of shifted, you're having your water, your coffee or your tea in the morning, and then you're having, let's say, more of a brunch between 10 and two o'clock, then that meal can be quite substantial. It can be warm, it can be nourishing, it can be grounding. You can have it in your crock pot again in the morning. The soup can stay on your stove. You've got that aroma through your house. When you come in at dinner, perhaps, and you're coming in and say, let's say you're having soup at dinner and perhaps roasted vegetables or your roasted vegetable soup at dinner, you've got that aroma through your house for the day. You've got your meals planned and so that feels very grounding and balancing compared to, oh my gosh, I haven't, what am I gonna have for lunch? What am I gonna have for dinner? And so I am suggesting from a habit and routine perspective to back it up to the weekend if you can, But once you get into this habit and routine for the fall, simply of thinking warm, creamy, oily, largest meal of the day, definitely warm at least at lunch, it just starts to become a little bit easier. Also suggesting that enjoying a warm bun baguette, home baked bread, wonderful this time of year because these complex carbohydrates along with our roasted veggies increase our serotonin, that feel good chemical, again, that is very grounding. So that whole experience, that whole ritual of enjoying your chili with a baguette and adding in the chili, adding in the cumin. Sometimes I'm adding in cinnamon because I've overdone it with the chili powder. So you're noticing again how this all comes together the grounding spices the rituals the aromas the warmth now what we haven't mentioned quite yet is ghee perfect timing as I'm talking about a wonderful baguette or whole grain bread adding some ghee so ghee is butter melted down to where the milk solids are removed now I've had the question before And I've researched the goodness out of this in terms of is ghee healthier than butter? And I'm going to say probably not. And I might get some (laughs) 
kickback on that. But it's just so close in terms of the nutritional profile. So I'm not going to say here to eat ghee or to make ghee because it's healthier. But what I am going to say is that, yes, if you're wanting to remove those milk solids in terms of your own intolerances, that you can talk to your nutritionist about that as well to just see you can experiment with that yourself to see if you are able to have just a little bit of ghee in terms of your dairy intolerance or sensitivity so you just explore again now for ghee for me though is it adds the sweetness the oiling the oily part of it. It has a longer shelf life. It can stay on my counter. It has a higher smoke point. So for my roasted vegetables, there's a ritual of ghee bubbling on my stove as I remove the, you know, the top layer and then it gets lighter and and clearer and it has that nutty, wonderful taste. So it tastes better. It really, again, checks those boxes in the fall season of grounding, balancing, all of that. So that's why I love ghee and I love to make it. Now you can purchase ghee, G-H-E-E, but I think it's just part of the entire ritual of adding it. So, and you don't need as much either as butter. So just a little bit of ghee goes a long way. So (laughs) now as we move into dinner from here, all of that applies. So you're just shifting a little bit perhaps in terms of the amount at lunch, maybe a little less at dinner, but it it depends. For me, that is where we are still. We still have a pretty hearty dinner here because in my family, I have people coming home after work and they, especially this time of year, they're looking for that, that heartier dinner. So the stew is still going to happen at dinner, but we are having that at leftover at lunch for sure. And that's all part of the habits and routines. So noticing again, as you move into the evening, especially in the fall season. So spicy foods are going to impact you or some of you more where it's going to be more difficult to sleep if you're, if you have those spicy foods. So you're, you're checking in with all of that what type of food and when works best and even when are you having your water when you're having your tea all of that to induce and to have that environment setting yourself up for a good night's sleep that brings us through the day so to recap noticing how you feel when you're eating more roasted warm creamy oily foods that are grounding compared to the colder the draw the drier and the rawer but just change up things slowly shift things around a bit and notice how is that lemon ginger honey and cinnamon tea treating you (laughs) how are you feeling as you move out into the day or come back into your house right and know that you're going to have that tea or that soup is on the stove add in some gratitude for the change in the season and the all the rituals that are part of it find the grounding and the stability and the gratitude in your breath in the sitting down to enjoy your meals. And often I just say, again, explore. This is your habit practice for the week. Explore, be curious, and have fun with all of this. So 
big hugs. Reach out to me with any questions at all. Don't forget to have a look in the show notes because actually I'm going to put my, I will be putting my winter planner link in there as well to send me an email. If you want to plan this a little bit more, (laughs) you want to dig in a little bit more, I am here to help you with that as well. So have a fantastic week, everyone, and talk to you soon. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.